Relapse, the hole in the soul. Hello and welcome to Dumi's Daily Grind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're doing well. My name is Dumi and my journey began on the 13th of October 2021. If you are new, here I talk about recovery, spiritual growth, mental health issues, sobriety, relapses and spiritual well-being, focusing mainly on the daily work, the grind, that goes into finding peace of mind, contentment and freedom from addiction. If this is something you are interested in, please subscribe and hit the notification bell as I release new content regularly and hopefully we will travel together on this journey toward finding enlightenment. There are two very closely linked words that people in recovery are terrified of. Those words are lapse and relapse. With lapse meaning a slip that ends with you having the ability to return to your life in recovery, a brief resumption of the addiction before quitting again, and a relapse, which means a continued downward spiral following a slip. You use again and return to the pattern of old behaviors and fall back into addiction. When you go through the journey toward recovery and come out on the other side clean and sober, you have a lot to feel good about. The peace and serenity that comes with it is absolutely amazing. However, a lot of people in recovery have a fear of relapsing. After winning that hard-fought battle for sobriety, it can be devastating to consider that it might not last forever. Did you know that it is actually relatively common to relapse at some point after staying sober for a while? Both of these need to be considered and discussed openly to reduce the chances of them happening during sobriety as they are an interruption to the life of recovery and lead to loss of the gained happiness. Although a lot of people look at addiction as a weakness or a moral failure in one's life, it has been found to be way more than that. And in one of my episodes, I discussed addiction in detail and how it affects our families and society as a whole. If addiction was a mere moral failure, then it wouldn't be so difficult for one to just stop after they see and experience the life-changing consequences that come with the behavior that goes with it. This misconception may lead to affected people not seeking help. But the truth is that addiction comes from the immense change in the brain as the brain adjusts to cope with the new chemicals that are introduced to it on a continual basis and normalizes them and affects the normal brain functions. Unfortunately, the neurobiological changes cause the relentless urge to use and the experience of a range of painful withdrawal symptoms and distress when attempting to stop using. 
The cycle of attempting to quit and returning to the substance is the result of the chemical rewiring of the brain and not an, an unwillingness to change, creating the difficulty in persons to overcome the addiction. A lapse can and most often leads to a relapse and can be avoided completely with a lot of commitment, effort and focus on self-care. Some people say that relapse is a normal thing that can occur anytime during the recovery process. However, there are a lot of people in recovery who have not experienced this as they practice their program diligently. With a constant acceptance of personal improvement as one of the vital parts of preventing relapse through other proven relapse prevention strategies. They say that relapse is predictable. The signs are always there and can be recognized easily if attention is paid to oneself and one's state of mind. Triggers are one of the most spoken about terms in recovery where you are advised to avoid them at all costs. Another word used a lot is cravings. Now this differs from one form of addiction to the next. What I mean is a craving for a cigarette is usually not the same as a craving for alcohol. It is said that for an alcoholic, a craving only kicks in once the alcoholic has had their first sip or glass of alcohol, and not before. Once the alcoholic drink enters the system, the craving is then triggered and there is no stopping the drink after that. However, the obsession of the mind is what leads the alcoholic to take that first drink. Let me dig deeper into this obsession that addicts suffer from, that when not dealt with timelessly will lead to relapse. We all have patterns that we have created over time. Specific routines, specific friends, and specific places we love visiting for a certain purpose. The brain is an organ that learns and adjusts as we go through life. The brain will remember what works and will remember what does not work. When we are babies and discover heat for the first time, the brain will remember that pain associated with that and prevent us from experiencing that pain as much as possible. A child who gets attacked by an animal will have a natural fear for that animal and remember not to get too close to it the next time, and so on. Now, as human beings, we have psychological, biological, social, and spiritual characteristics that we require to live a healthy life. The psychological aspect of an addict and other people who have experienced suffering of some sort experience cognitive distortion, which are habitual ways of thinking that are often inaccurate and negatively biased. Cognitive distortions usually develop over time in response to adverse events such as extensive drug or alcohol use, they are habitual errors in thinking that can cause a host of complications. 
In the 1960s, a research into cognitive distortions was conducted and 10 common distorted thinking patterns were identified by researchers, which led to a treatment method known as cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT in short. These are polarized thinking, which is all or nothing thinking. It is unrealistic and often unhelpful because the thinker has no gray areas. It's either one extreme or another. Overgeneralization. This is when one reaches a conclusion about one event and then incorrectly applies that conclusion across the board and to everyone they know. Catastrophizing where people dread or assume the worst when faced with the unknown. Personalization, where one takes things personally when they are not connected to or caused by them directly. Mind reading, this is when one assumes they know what others are thinking. Mental filtering, when we ignore positives and focus exclusively on negatives and similar to mind filtering, there is count discounting the positive, where people tend to discount the positive, don't ignore or overlook something positive. Instead, they explain it away as sheer luck. Emotional reasoning, which is the false belief that your emotions are the truth. That the way you feel about a situation is a reliable indicator of reality. Labeling. People reduce themselves or other people to a single characteristic or descriptor such as a drunk or a failure. And finally, the should cognitive distortion where one thinks in terms of what should and ought to be. Cognitive distortions, these habitual ways of thinking and often inaccurate and negative biases can be changed through ways such as cognitive behavioral therapies, reframing situations and performing cost-benefit analysis is usually understood as performing a pros and cons list. It is vital that we start noticing the thoughts and behaviors that lead to regression by self-discovery, self-awareness, self-care, and compassion, not being crit self-critical, and taking action when necessary, or just sitting through it and remaining still, depending on what the experience is, and then implementing the small changes daily to rewire our psychology. The biological aspect of relapse prevention involves the brain and the body. They say a healthy body leads to a healthy mind, right? Regular exercise, eating a healthy and balanced meal three times a day, getting good sleep, which is recommended as seven to nine hours every day, creating a healthy balance, regulating your body and allowing your body to repair itself as it should, by avoiding intoxicants, junk food, etc. The social aspect of relapse prevention, including staying connected with people, especially your loved ones, maintaining healthy relationships, going out, 
being intimate with yourself and others, self-disclosure through talking about how you really feel to others instead of saying you are constantly fine and building those important interpersonal skills. It is also very important to meet with people who are or have gone through your struggles and share together your successes and failures and find solutions together to make the journey easier. And finally, the spiritual aspect of relapse prevention includes the focus of your moral compass. Who are you and what are your core values, your culture, your philosophy and your religion? Who is your higher power and how can you strengthen your relationship with him, her or them? Some of us believe in God. Some of us believe in our ancestors, some of us believe in nature, and some of us believe in the universe. Regardless of this, we need to communicate regularly with them to continually build that relationship, mostly through prayer or ukupasha. Listen to your higher power by trusting your intuition. That little voice we like to ignore the one we think sometimes nags us to take a different direction to the one we are thinking of. That little knot in your tummy that says, do not answer that call or do not go to that place. You will know it if you are self-attuned and will have no inclination to ignore it. Healthy living is key. When we recognize the cravings, the irrational thinking, the restlessness, the irritability and discontentment, the isolation, emptiness, hopelessness, feeling of loss and stress, we need to apply all of these tools as our mind is a very powerful thing and can create nostalgia, causing us to forget the negative consequences of our actions while inactive use and only remind us of only the good experiences we feel under the influence of our preferred substances. We got it used to it. Stay away from people you used to hang out with when you were actively intoxicated. Stay away from places you used to go to, such as bars, and avoid the playthings that cause the triggers that will most certainly cause a lapse or a relapse. And always remember that when it gets really bad and you feel you have lost all power to avoid the negative thoughts, call someone else and see how they are feeling. That might remove the obsession you are feeling at the moment and help you focus on something else. Another favorite statement I have heard before when I was really feeling like lapsing is play the movie to the end. This helps me remember the negative consequences more clearly as my mind tries to blur those details. Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. Be kind to yourself first and foremost and trust that God has got your back. Thank you so much for your time, your support, and being with me on this journey to finding serenity. If you enjoy listening to me, please subscribe 
and let your friends, your family and your tribe know that they can also join us on this journey toward finding serenity and some peace of mind. Until I see you next time, stay well and God bless you and keep you safe today. Let us be diligent with the work required to achieve our goals, experience serenity and peace of mind. The answers are always right in front of us and will be revealed if we truly seek them. Let us be present, conscious and intentional in our lives and grow positively to achieve the happiness we seek. If you have a suggested topic you would like me to cover, please do not hesitate to let me know under the comment section and I will be more than willing to oblige. Goodbye for now and have a lovely day.